welcome back to the Mindset and Muscle podcast. I'm your host, Keshi. And today we're diving into a topic that's near and dear to my heart, getting started in the gym. The essential steps, aka fitness 101. (laughs) Whether you're a complete beginner or somebody returning to the gym after taking a break or something, or maybe after an injury, taking those first steps can be both really thrilling and exciting, but also pretty intimidating but fear not (laughs) by the end of this episode you'll have a clear roadmap to kickstart your fitness journey with confidence or to get back into the gym or even get into a a new gym or having some changes again getting back into that new aspect of it with confidence so let's get right into it the first step is to define your goals so before you even step foot in the gym It's crucial to know what you're working towards and whether it's weight loss, muscle gain, improved endurance, um, or just overall health, actually. Setting specific and achievable goals will keep you motivated and on track. So when I say, what are your goals? I mean, not only aesthetic goals, like losing weight or putting putting on muscle, but also your non-aesthetic goals, like gaining strength maybe, or endurance, or training for a marathon. In this podcast, we talk mainly about lifting since I have little to no experience about a lot of endurance sports or like CrossFit, but like a, or a lot of, yeah, even like team sports or things like that. I don't have a lot of experience with those. So I will probably not be talking about those, at least not in solo episodes but we will talk about anything from lifting to be healthy to wanting to compete in things like bodybuilding or powerlifting now i'm no expert in competing in either of those bodybuilding or powerlifting but for this one i do intend for sure on bringing on guests onto the podcast to delve deeper into those topics so again maybe there's going to be guests talking about the other sports other endurance sports and things like that, or even team sports, I'm not sure at this point. But for sure, for powerlifting and bodybuilding, I really want to interview some people about different aspects of those topics because they're both very interesting to me. But before then, I want to ensure that you have a good grasp of the basics. Another important thing when thinking about your fitness goals is that it's important to assess your priorities. So do you want to focus on again, strength or endurance on hypertrophy. And I, I know I said define your goals and you might think, well, isn't that the same thing? Yes, but you might have a couple goals. So for you, which one is a priority for you? Because the training will vary depending on your goals. And some people sometimes have goals that are kind of opposite each other on that spectrum of <laughs> how the training differs. So if you were to train for powerlifting for example you'd be doing like lifting heavier weights with like I was, I'm hesitating if I want to talk about this right now because we're going to get into it later but I'll just say it so it makes sense so if you want to get into so focus on strength and get into powerlifting for example you'd be lifting heavier weights for um, lower reps But if you want to focus on endurance, then you would be training in the higher rep range. So then if you say you want to both build endurance and 
a lot of strength it's better if you prioritize like one of those at a certain point in your journey or in that phase of your journey and again it's important to remember and realize that you can have different phases <laughs> on in your journey in your fitness journey but you don't have to tackle everything together if that makes sense so now step two choose the right gym so not all gyms are created equal <laughs> consider factors like location equipment hours of operation and your budget when you're selecting the gym that suits your needs don't forget to ask for a tour that might be really helpful actually and you can even check if they offer any orientation sessions for newcomers for example sometimes they do offer those as well but if you're new to the gym i would highly highly recommend that you choose a convenient location ideally something close to either where you live or where you work and already have an idea of when you're going to go so make an appointment with yourself add it in your calendar monday and thursday 3 p.m to 4 p.m or something add it to your calendar and know when you want to go and then you'll be able to see which one is better if it's closer to your home or if it's closer to your workplace. Some people like to go right after work. So that might, you might be the best if it's very close to their workplace because then right after they're just going to head there. You might want to go early in the morning. So again, decide, choose something convenient, a, a good convenient location, but then also choose when you're going to go there most of the time. So it's also essential to select a gym with the hours, operating hours that align with your daily schedule. Think about when you have the most energy and motivation to work out, first of all, or simply when you can accommodate it in your potentially very busy schedule. Because you might think, I don't really have the energy or motivation to work out at any point during the day. So then, fine, you're still going to go, but when can you just accommodated in your schedule is it early morning before you go to work or maybe it's during your lunch breaks maybe you're gonna go for 45 minutes or 30 minutes during your lunch breaks just walking on the treadmill or something in that case choose something close to work um, or are you gonna go in the evenings after work or late at night so choosing a gym with convenient hours will make sure that you can consistently stick to your workout routine without really stressing about like time constraints. Also, some gyms offer 24-7 access or 24-hour access. So in that case, you're able to work out at any time that suits you, even on holidays or weekends or, again, in whatever time it is that you work. Let's just say you have shift work. Maybe choose something that's 24 hours. So this makes it very flexible. And this flexibility actually can be a game changer. For those with, again, a busy lifestyle or, like I said, shift work. So that would be like a very unpredictable schedule, maybe. Maybe you don't even know when you're going to work until like the week before or something like that. So either way, even if you know a couple weeks in advance, you're not going to change gyms all the time. So just having something that's again, takes away that one of those constraints that you have of going to the gym and that's the time constraint that's already a game changer and for example i work out at like 5 15 ish 5 15 5 30 i start in the morning 
and I need to be done by 7. So a lot of gyms opening at 6 a.m., I notice. But uh, yeah, so a lot of those gyms won't work for me. So I, I guess it could, but then if it opens at 6, then it's kind of cutting it close in terms of when I need to get done and then rush home to get ready to go to work. So then again, choosing something that opens earlier or is 24 hours, those are ideal for me. Now, your budget is another crucial consideration. Gym memberships come in various price ranges. And it's very important to find one that not only fits within your means, but also fits pretty comfortably within your means. So you're not feeling the stress of the gym membership. I'm going to say that a lot of people... Sometimes they don't want to get a gym membership because it's maybe like, I don't know, $50, $60 a month. But then go ahead and spend $50, $60 a month or maybe a week on other things. Um, So don't (laughs) like try to think about it. It's not gyms aren't that expensive for the most part. Or what I mean is like you could probably find a gym that's in your budget that's not that expensive. Now, I do understand that some are, but just compare it to just basically Google a couple of them, do your research and then find what the average price you're finding. And maybe again, some are very high end, some are kind of like more affordable ones, but with less options. So whichever you need, but still keep in mind that spending a little bit of money for your health is not like you shouldn't hesitate that much to spend a little bit of money for something that's that important considering that you're probably going to spend that money elsewhere and okay you might tell me that some of you are really struggling and you really aren't but I'm just talking for the vast majority of people for example for me when I'm like uh I don't know that's like a lot to spend every month but then I look at my Amazon card and it's embarrassing at this point. So if you have $400 of stuff on your Shein cart or your Amazon cart, maybe like $200 of stuff, then maybe let's not really be too picky about paying like $50 a month for a gym membership. But again, there's different prices. There are some that are very, very expensive and others pretty affordable, very affordable even. So... Also, some um, gyms offer monthly or annual memberships. Some, I think, offer maybe quarterly as well. Um, So check the different options available, as well as the contract options. Some offer no contract. For some of them, you have have a contract. A bunch of them have a membership fee when you start, an enrollment fee, and others don't. So take a close look at your budget and choose a gym that you can afford without really causing like actual financial strain and stress you don't need it to be fancy and have all the extras especially when you're starting out but again like I said keep in mind that some gyms may require an initial enrollment fee or maybe even charge extra for specific amenities like maybe group classes I know a lot of gyms do offer group classes inclusive but some might have else few special ones I don't know or personal training sessions would generally be like something um 
an add-on so you wouldn't be included in that fee or maybe even some access to some specialized equipment like it could even be something like um like a sauna or yeah kind of like those things or cold plunge or something maybe that's a premium membership that you would pay or something extra so be sure to factor in all those additional costs if you're interested in any of those additional additional things when you're thinking about your budget but again when starting you can really start with like the minimum I would say for most people I personally like the option to be able to hold your membership since a lot of gyms have again like I said the joining fee every time you cancel and join back so the initial enrollment fee usually applies if you cancel your membership and go back as well when I was working at the YMCA there was a for years they only had one and a one-time enrollment fee. So if you cancel and come back, they didn't have it again. But then recently, I think last year, they also changed it to, if you cancel and come back, you'll have to pay it again, like every other gym is. So they just kind of made it like everybody else. But yeah, so most of the time, the enrollment fee, if you cancel and come back, you have to pay it again. And it can be like $99. I've seen a couple of places where it's $99. So it's still a big chunk of money (laughs) for just an enrollment fee so if you have the option to hold your membership and a hold is when you can pause it or freeze it for usually up to six months in a year so if you have that option then it's a lot better because when you come back you don't have to pay any other fee basically you just don't get charged during that time you can't use the facility but again if you're going on vacation or if you're if you have an injury or something, or if you just need some time off the gym, then you can use that hold. But don't use it as an excuse or a reason to just hold it for no reason and not work out. Like, that's not the point of it. But again, everybody wants to travel and go on vacation and things like this. So that's a good way to do it. Now, step three is to seek professional guidance. You have two options for that. One, Invest in either a session or two with a certified personal trainer or hire an online coach. Option two, watch YouTube videos to learn the basics of different exercises and equipment. Now, obviously, I like option one better. I'm doing my personal training course and I have an online coach, a fitness coach and a fitness and nutrition coach. So I truly believe that this can make a world of difference it has made a world of difference for me but again if you can't afford it right now with things like that you can go with option two i'll talk a little bit about option one first why it can be very important and very helpful a personal trainer can assess or an online coach can assess your fitness level they can teach you proper form so whether it's in person with a session or two with a personal trainer or more if you want to Or if it's online, you would send a video and then they would reply with the correct form or correcting your form. And they can also create a customized workout plan tailored to your goals. So a lot of us don't really know what to do when we go into the gym. Well, you can kind of like be at peace with the fact that you don't really have to know because you have somebody telling you what you need to do according to your own goals. So if you have the means to do at least a session or two with a trainer or hire an online coach with which usually is a lot cheaper 
because the session with the trainer is it like around $75 an hour? I'm not too sure. For as a trainer, a couple of hundred dollars per month for the whole month. So that again, it makes still makes a whole lot of difference. It's very, very helpful. I highly recommend it. Even if you're not working with me, like I highly recommend it in general. Again, like I said, I have had a coach for a couple years already now and it makes I can't stop talking about how important it is and how useful it is but I think you get the point again if you have the means to do so it makes it a lot less a lot less intimidating to even step in the gym for the first time I would say either way at some point if you have strong fitness or health goals consider a coach at some point along your journey even if you can't do it right now if you are very serious about your goals, consider it at some point. That will save you a lot of time. However, like I said, if you can't afford it right now, don't let that dissuade you. Don't just not go to the gym because of that. Then watch some YouTube videos or listen to podcasts like this one to become more familiar with, again, different exercises, different equipment, and try to make your own program based on that. Maybe you can even find some programs online for free or for cheap. It's not going to be... Um, tailored to you obviously or catered to you but it's still better than nothing so it's still good it's always good to to learn and also when you're watching those youtube videos and when you're listening to podcasts like this one you're learning and that's segue into segueing into step four which is learning the basics <laughs> so familiarize yourself with the fundamental exercises that form the I guess, foundation of any workout program. So things like squats, deadlifts, bench press, overhead press, kind of all those things. Understand kind of all these these movements and also their variations. And if you can do that, that's really the key to building a strong fitness base. There's no need to do the fancy variations of some exercises that you see on TikTok on, or Instagram. Whether you're just starting or you're further along, some of them, there's really no need to be doing that. Just stick to the basics. Stick to the basics. They are the basics and they're the classic and they're popular ones for a reason. They work. Step five is to understand different training goals. So in step one, we talked about how you have to set your goals. Now, it's essential to recognize that fitness goals can vary and the approach to achieving them differs as well. Let's break it down. For strength training, if your goal, if your primary goal is to build strength, focus on compound movements like squats, deadlifts, and bench press. And you're going to use heavier weights, typically around one to six reps per set, with longer rest intervals. So you're going to rest longer between sets, and that's going to allow for maximum recovery. Because when you're lifting those really heavy weights, you will need a, your body will need quite a while longer to recover to be able to lift it again. So for those, aim for three to six sets per exercise. So three to six sets of one to six reps. Now, if your goal is to build muscle or hypertrophy, for those, I would say incorporate a mix of compound and isolation exercises. In the next episode, I will break down what those 
kind of those are and go a little bit deeper into the exercises themselves actually it might not be the next episode it might just be in a later episode <laughs> but for hypertrophy use moderate to heavy weights so usually 6 to 12 reps per set and the intervals the rest periods are going to be shorter for that I would say aim for three to four sets per exercise. Three to four sets of like six to 12 reps. So you could do like three sets of 12 or like four sets of eight or things like that. For hypertrophy, I found that a mixture of different rep, range, rep ranges actually work great, if not better. So you can still work in the lower rep ranges like for strength training, but it will take you just a lot longer to recover. Like I said, you need longer rest periods to recover and that will just make your gym sessions longer in general. If you see powerlifters, they're in the gym for a few hours because they're resting quite a bit. And what's very important is the amount of volume that you're doing. So to get that same amount of volume, you'll just again be in the gym forever so that's why sometimes it's better to not just while you will still build muscle working in the lower rep ranges if you go a little higher and you can still build muscle that's gonna make it ideal again i touched on volume but volume is sets times reps basically so three sets of five reps that would be a volume of 15 so like a 15 reps but I think you got that point, so that's kind of like the middle part of it, or the middle, kind of like the mid-rangers. And then on the other side of the spectrum, we have endurance training. So if your goal is to improve endurance and stamina, I would say aim for higher reps and two to three exercises, or two to three sets per exercise. So your rep ranges would be around 12 plus per set. Could be 12, could be 15, could be 20 reps. And then you have very minimal rest in between. So again, for strength training, you have heavy weight that you can only do one to six reps with. And then you rest for quite a bit, maybe like two minutes. Some people even rest for like five minutes. But one to two minutes is, a, let's just, yeah, one to three minutes, I would say, for most people will be fine. And then hypertrophy, six to 12 reps you can rest for like 30 seconds to a minute and then for endurance training you would have like 12 plus reps and again not a lot of rest in between so i hope that kind of makes it a little bit clearer as to what i was saying earlier about if you want to gain strength but also endurance how it just feels like how could you work on both sides of the spectrum at the same time? It kind of seems very counterintuitive. So I'll also have a full episode a little bit later about the common terms used in fitness because while I was explaining, I realized that I was talking about sets, reps, volume, and there are other terms as well, like one RM or RP or kind of all those things that if I don't explain it, they might not make much sense. So I will try to make that video soon so you can get started right away. It's important to start slow. Start slow and progress gradually. Rome wasn't built in a day and neither is your dream physique. So begin with lighter weights and fewer reps to avoid injury. So that's how you start. 
And then as you become more comfortable and confident, you can gradually increase the intensity and even the complexity of your workouts. But don't start off really complex, really with like, again, fancy variations. You don't have to start with that. Step six is to prioritize consistency. Consistency is <laughs> the cornerstone of success in the gym. Stick your workout schedule and make it a non-negotiable part of your routine. Like I said, have a calendar invite, make an appointment with yourself. Treat it as something very important because it is. Results come to those who show up day in and day out. So make sure you show up for yourself. Step seven, track your progress and progressive overload. So keep a workout journal or use fitness apps to track or even notes or Excel something to track your exercises, your weights and your measurements. So this will help you stay not only accountable, but also celebrate your victories, no matter how small they may seem when you're being able to add some more weight, when you're able to do some more reps, like celebrate those little victories and then keep progressing at the gym every week. Try to do a little more. Try adding one additional rep or from time to time you'll find that you're able to increase the weight or it can just be slowing down the rep and not sometimes when you try to just rush through it you're not really allowing yourself to to do that exercise in a more optimal way so reduce reduce the the slow reduce the slowness i mean like reduce the speed <laughs> that's the word i'm looking for at which you're doing it so that you have more time and attention which is another term that i should probably explain later so all of those are kind of ways of progressive overload which is basically making progress at the gym again like i said could be another rep could be adding more weight could be slowing down the rep using a different tempo all of those good things i'm not really going into how to progressively over overload right now i just want to make the point of you have to progress don't just keep at the same weight same everything four years <laughs> which is also another reason why having a coach helps a lot because if you just start off with like a basic plan that you found online or something like that you can tend to just stick with that same thing so yeah and not really push yourself but you should push yourself again i said so slow at first but then as you go you can slowly start pushing yourself step eight embrace nutrition so your gym efforts are going to go hand in hand with a balanced diet you have to fuel your body with the right nutrients to support your goals and even consider consulting a nutritionist for personalized personalized guidance it's important for the same reason as why a fitness coach is important it just takes off the guesswork saves you time and energy and again it's a lot simpler a lot quicker to see results they literally that's what they do for a living right so <laughs> they know they've been doing that for a while and they they learn a lot about it and yeah they you can't know about everything all the time which is why we hire like we can't just expect to fix everything in our home like i know maybe some of us do but for example i could technically fix my car if something happens or if i don't know fix the sink or something or whatever um by watching youtube videos it's just going to take me quite a bit 
a longer so by quite a bit i mean a lot longer to figure it out and maybe i'll make more mistakes along the way than if i hired a professional the same thing applies here but as a rule of thumb 80 percent of the time eat home-cooked unprocessed or lightly processed foods and keep the ultra processed foods for 20 percent of the time also, make sure you're getting enough protein. I recommend 0.8 to 1 gram per pound of body weight or lean body mass. So if you're overweight, maybe consider lean body mass, 0.8 to 1 grams per pound. And just try to hit your protein goal on a daily. Step nine, rest. Rest and recovery are crucial. Don't take that for granted like pay attention to signs of fatigue and overtraining and don't be afraid to take rest days when you need it like if you're just starting out don't go five days a week even if you go only two days a week don't just go monday and tuesday and then just think that you're going to be done because actually take rest days as you want and need it you're going to be sore at first which is also why i say don't just go on a monday and tuesday if you're just starting out because after the first session you're probably going to be sore this is not going to happen forever <laughs> while you're training. I don't get sore. I don't get that sore that often now. Usually it happens when I'm changing something in my program and having something new too. But when you start, you're probably going to get pretty sore, especially if you try to push yourself there. So take rest days and sleep enough. Remember that muscle, it's only broken down when you train. But it's built when you're resting and recovering. So... I talk about food, I talk about sleep, very important. And the last step, step 10, is to stay inspired. Surround yourself with positive influences, whether it's a workout buddy, motivational podcasts like this one, hopefully, or fitness communities like this one, hopefully. <laughs> but here, or on social media, inspiration can be a powerful source in your fitness journey can learn more about fitness so you can well first of all you those can allow you to learn more about fitness but why that's important is that so you can be more in control of your own personal journey so whether or not you have a coach it's always good to be in the loop of why for example the coach or somebody online is choosing certain exercises for example i still ask whenever there's a new exercise or variation that is unfamiliar to me in my program i still ask what is that for exactly or why this new variation like can you tell me more about this one i'm feeling it this i'm feeling it there is that where i'm supposed to feel it am i doing that right i always still ask still want to learn more you don't have to do it to that extent that i do it but at least being in the loop and again knowing the basics which is why i had this episode today and there you have it, the essential steps, the 10 steps to get started in the gym and to set yourself up for success. Remember, it's a journey and not a destination. Stay patient, stay committed, and watch yourself transform. <laughs> watch yourself get excited about going to the gym every week. Thank you once again for tuning in to the Mindset and Muscle podcast. If you found this episode helpful, and if you're liking the podcast so far, please remember to give me a five-star rating and share it with somebody who's just starting their fitness journey. As always, stay motivated and stay strong. And I don't know, keep that mindset 
mindset and muscle in sync, I guess. I don't know if that made any sense at all. I'm trying to find clever words to end the podcast. But until next time. <laughs> Bye-bye.